News Talk Lunchtime with Jonathan Healy. Kevin Cullen of the Boston Globe, good afternoon to you. Jonathan, I'm terrified. It's the eyes of March, and that means two days till you know what, when I, I hide. <laughs> Can I just say, this this annoyed me last year, and it's annoying me this year. Why is it called St. Patty's Day in America? Because Americans are morons. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to say? It, it, actually, you see both. I always obviously spell it with a T. But um, it's just an Americanism. And I think it's also almost everything Americans know about St. Patrick's Day, you can blame on the Hallmark greeting card company. Because they still show these, like, uh, sort of like simian characters right out of punch in basically the end of the 19th century. That's what passes for St. Patrick's Day cards here in America. It's horribly embarrassing. And as, like I said, Jonathan, every year at this time, I crawl under a rock. I can, I can never be more appalled. Oh, hang on. Is, than, we'll, be ta- we'll be talking about this later on, how we should be proud of our Irishness and that this is a unique day to celebrate Irish around the world. That's why I'm mad. So it's become too commercial in America. Is it bigger than it ever has been, though? You know, it, it has only in the sense it, it really has become, it is just an excuse to, to sell alcohol. That's what it's become. But like I said, everybody says, oh, you're going out on Patty's Day? I said, no, I'm not. I'm hiding in my house because these places build themselves as orders pubs, and they, they charge people $20 for the privilege of going in and having some Italian guy throw up on their shoes, <laughs> professing that it's great to be Irish on St. Patrick's Day. I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating how bad this is. I saw on, I think it was Broadsheet had a had a, a picture up the other day of a menu from a New York bar and they had a burger which had some Irish slant in it as well saying it was a, a St. Patty's Day burger and on top of it was the Union Jack. The message does get a little mixed sometimes, doesn't it? Well, that, like I said, that was just added. We just obviously believe that orange, white and green isn't colourful enough. We even put the red, white and blue in there. <laughs> and we don't serve French, we, we don't serve French fries with that. We serve freedom fries. There's a lot uh, that we could question about the way the Americans treat uh, those from abroad. But anyway, we've got that. We'll save that for another day. Look, hopefully you look forward to your solitude on Sunday. Was There, there was great celebration in Buenos Aires at the election of the first pope from yeah. there. Was there any disappointment in Boston that your man couldn't get enough votes? Yeah, there, there was, because there was incredible homerism. I, I kind of laughed at it. I said, in every city in America, they have their cardinal was the front row. It was really nonsense. But, you know, I actually took great offense to people suggesting that finally an Argentine has the ear of God. I, I, I've been saying this about Lionel Messi for years. <laughs> yeah, they were celebrating Lionel Messi. They didn't realize how good the week would go for Argentina towards the end of it. But the, the, yeah, I will tell you, John, if it's one, one angle that it has been explored, and one of our writers, Mike Resendez, went on, on, on this, is that the new pope uh, has... Quite a quite an unfortunate legacy when it comes with some of the dictators and the uh, the, gov- the governments in Argentina, which were you know horrible human rights abusers, and that's an issue. Uh, it's certainly an issue in America, and that's one of the reasons you didn't see an American pope because whatever we we make fun of Americans all the time on this show. I'll tell you one thing though: Americans have turned that corner, as Ireland has. They are not going to be talked down to and lectured to by, by people from the Vatican. They're human beings just like us. They're no better than you and me. And that's, that's really come through the way this Pope has been received in, in the American media, because the stories talking about him were not just about the jubilant crowds in St. Peter's Square. There were, there were stories in the Boston Globe and other fine newspapers in America 
which talked about the dark past of the Church in Argentina mm. and how many Catholics have left the Church in Argentina because of their ties to the dictatorships. It, it's a serious angle of the story here in America. But this, at the same time, when it came to the United States, it was almost a tale of two churches as well. You had Cardinal O'Malley, who Cardinal Sean O'Malley from Boston, who was going to be, uh, who was possibly being talked about as a pope for the way he dealt with child abuse allegations, and then you had the Cardinal from um, California, who was being vilified and had protests in St. Peter's Square. Well, I wrote a column about this at the start point, and I said that, you know, O'Malley's not a bad guy, he wouldn't be a bad pope, but I found it scandalous that a guy like Roger Mahoney would be sitting and judging who would be the next pope. As I said, he doesn't belong in, in um, I said he doesn't belong in the Sistine Chapel, he belongs in San Quentin. That went over very well with the professional Catholic crowd. Boston. <laughs> I'd imagine it did. No, like, actually, to be honest, Jonathan, I got people cheer because I actually ended the column by pointing out the, the work, the guys that would never be considered papal candidates, the priests like John Uni, who actually embraced, embraces gay people who have been told by the church that it's disordered. I talked about Doc Conway, an Irish priest who learned Portuguese so we can work with the Cape Verdean kids, the most vulnerable kids in Boston. Mm. I talked about the great Father Jack McCurran, when he found a statue of Jesus in front of his church in Dorchester, they had the head cut off. Somebody cut the head off the statue, and when the cops brought the guy to Father Jack, he didn't look for restitution. He looked for a hospital bed for this guy. Right, okay. He was mentally ill. Um, those, are, those are the priests that should be posed. But again, and the conversation that's being had by many Catholics and lapsed Catholics in Ireland is that this is an opportunity perhaps to that they might see themselves coming back to the church, that this is a, a, a period for renewal and, and whatever baggage, because whatever Pope is going to be there, there will be some measure of baggage. Is there hope that this man and he will have the ability to, to, to do that, to bring the church um, and reinvigorate it? In America, you know, they actually launched this. In fact, uh, Cardinal O'Malley is one of the big national leaders of returning, getting Catholics to return to the Church. There's really no evidence that in the past year or so that that has worked, although in Boston, I think we've talked about it, that the people have come around and the money is going back to the good works that the Church does through Catholic charities there in Boston. Mm. But the numbers in the pews are not, it's not corresponding. We're not seeing that. I find it hard to believe that American lapsed Catholics are going to rally around an Argentinian who has some murky ties to past dictatorships. I just don't see that happening. Kevin, we're just to finish up. Trust uh, me, Father. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm, I'm not quite qualified to issue any kind of blessing. I'll tell you that much for nothing. Um, just to finish up, you said you're going to avoid, you're going to hide uh, behind the curtains on, on Sunday. At least you can have a big gulp. Tell us about New York and the saving of this big gulp, which is effectively a bucket of Coca-Cola or some other sugary drink. Well, we here in America believe strongly in the individual's right to, to drink uh, drinks that have like 9,000 calories in them. We can all, at the end of the day, every American's goal is to look like Chris Christie, and we're getting there. <laughs> Just give us some time. Just need some time. Bless me, Father, for I have been <laughs> straight to confession with you, Kevin Cullen. Happy St. Patty's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day to you, Jonathan. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week when it's all over. Thank you very much for that, Kevin. This is News Talk Lunchtime with Jonathan Healy. 53106 for a cost of 30 cents. How could they even get St. Patty's Day? I mean, it's St. Patrick's Day. So is it, we would assume it's that, but uh, certainly amount of ignorance if you're calling it that as opposed to even St. Paddy's Day, which some people think is even a bridge too far. Let's get the latest news headlines now. Approaching 12.30, Kira uh, Nifrin is in studio with us. Thanks, Jonathan. A Dublin woman has been found.